0: All right. hello and welcome to bandcast mood i'm db and joining us today coming to the stage she's from new jersey she likes long walks on the beach and doing cocaine in the champagne room it's aaron let me see that money honey And not joining us today because he said that this film goes against his fundamentalist Christian values, which is weird because he's Jewish. Jared Levin. I think Jared didn't want to participate
1: in this one because he didn't make it as a Chippendale. And so he's having some kind of feeling about watching dancers for money.
0: It hurts. It hurts to see on screen all of the success that he could have had as a Chippendale dancer.
1: The shit still stings.
0: Yeah, I don't think it works that way. I don't think uh, women are patronizing the strip clubs in the same way that men do because they don't need to pay. You all don't need to... Well, cunnilingus is another matter. But if you want to get laid, you can just go out and, and easily find a dude who will who will do that. But it's probably not going to be, maybe, necessarily the one that you want on such short notice. But, you know...
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now.
0: Oh, San Francisco's a whole another ball game, is my understanding. San Fran. Well, I know from dating there as, as a guy, uh, it fucking sucks. Of course, I didn't live in San Francisco, which shut everything down. If you live in South Bay, uh, you don't get to go on dates with uh, ladies that live in San Francisco. For the most part, was my uh, discovery. Could have been my hair too. Who knows? But uh, it's actually a very strong possibility. But it sucked. And then. LA, so much better. Great. The real
1: problem is that they're all pussies.
0: Ah, yes, the tech bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame.
1: So I maybe I should get some money for this. Make it a little more worth my while.
0: You ought to. I have very limited experience in strip clubs. Um, I've only been to... But the, the, the second one was actually there in... San Francisco on Market Street, where they do a uh, late night, I think it was midnight comedy show they were doing for a while. I don't know if they're still doing it, um, but Mean Dave uh, helped uh, set me up with a, a set there, I think like two years ago. And it was a it was a sketchy strip club, uh, which made it all the better because it was an experience. And they did the comedy in one of the smaller upstairs room, which still had a stage. It was performing on stage uh, with a stripper pole right behind you. So fucking great. And then it did you was, use the pole at all in your routine? I did not. I didn't have the balls oh, to do it.
1: Missed opportunity.
0: Couldn't come up with anything. I don't know if any of the other comics did. It was kind of like, it's almost like hollowed ground, that pole, when you're performing comedy next to it. It's like, that's for the, the, the dancers who are doing their work. And it's like,
1: somebody's vagina has been all over this thing. More than one somebody's. Several vaginas have been on this thing.
0: I wasn't putting on the the doctor's latex gloves before touching that pole, and then you know I, if I touched it, and then you know by chance like rubbed my eye, and then I would have a sore on it the next day. That was kind of a concern. Um, but again, those ladies were cool. Um, and listen to
1: you calling them ladies.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I I get it. I get it. I mean, I appreciate it when I'm there. <laughs> they did a. They had to come up on stage and do a routine before the comedy show. Uh, for the people who were there and it was also which was hilarious to me because you know again I think seven out of maybe 15 people there in that room are the comics performing and Uh, Amateur comics, not exactly known for having a lot of disposable cash on hand to throw at strippers, so it was. I was like, I was picking up some of the slack. I'm like, okay, I'll. I I I just drove up here. I've got you know a steady job. Let me just throw some some money at them. So,
1: uh, did you happen to get a lap dance for all the money you were contributing? Are you really a bleeding
0: heart, or were you just trying to get a lap dance? No, 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 bleeding heart. I've never really been a strip club guy because especially even in my well especially in my 20s and stuff because it was like why would you want to go there and just be so frustrated like you can't touch them and they would just like drive you fucking crazy like to just sit there and watch all of it I just wanted to to have it you know so participate yeah I didn't want to just like go and, and look and ogle I just wanted to Go out and find a lady.
1: Could have been one of the guys that were taken taking advantage of.
0: Um, no, because I think I would see through that. I would see through that, that shit. I really would. And plus... Not enough money. Honestly, <laughs> it could have been one of the guys that they're going to take advantage of. Those guys had money. And uh, they could tell by their shoes. And I've very seldom had a pair of shoes that would pass that test.
1: Let me ask you this question. What do you think, when you watch this movie, how much money did you... You had to give it a ballpark estimate how much money they swindled
0: for this was driving me fucking crazy so at a certain point in the movie it was the point when they first go to jennifer lopez's multi-million dollar manhattan condo corner unit two story uh wall of windows and i'm like bullshit what kind of a fantasy this is kind i was like this has now become like the uh cocktail fantasy she's (laughs) Dancing and she's living next door to Tom Brady. This is bullshit.
1: Yeah, I
0: said her the Pretty Woman fantasy. Oh, so I've never seen that movie.
1: Oh my god, I don't know what the fuck you have been watching this whole time while you've been on this earth.
0: A lot of Twin Peaks over and over.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if you, because I watched this movie when I was in Ireland. Okay. I watched it on the bus from Dublin to Galway. (laughs) Okay. on a Bus. The person sitting next to me was in for a real treat. (laughs) Okay. I researched afterward. Had I known that we were going to do this for the podcast, I would have never researched because I know there's a clause that we won't do
0: any of that. That was only for Stranger Things. We do research now. Yeah.
1: Okay. So... I wanted to see what the real girls look like and get their story. Okay. And what I read is the figure for what they took collectively. Okay. Was 200 grand, which I'm not saying is not a lot of money, but now you have these other girls that are getting, they're getting their piece of the pie and just the lifestyle that they showed them living. I I don't see that from $200,000. I don't think that's enough money for everything that was going on with them.
0: Now, that figure to me is suspect because now I so I had this impression and I was coming off of this movie like, OK, they're really glamorizing this for the film's sake, uh, whatever sort of parallel they want to make to uh, Wall Street, dude bros and their lifestyle t- uh, with these ladies sort of making it. It's like this kind of redistribution from one uh, concentration of wealth to another. Now, so I read the original article just before getting on here and I, I didn't, I, I skimmed sort of the end. I was uh, really engrossed. It's a great article. It's in uh, New York Magazine. I'll, I'll, I'll find the name. But I was seeing some really higher figures for them, like what they could take down in a night, even when they were just uh, stripping, you know, girls could make 10 grand a night. Well, the Ramona. Who Jennifer
1: Lopez portrays. Yes. And that girl claims that she never stripped. She never danced on a pole. Huh. Which is in what I was reading. There's people on both sides of whether or not they believe that. Okay. But that was a figure that I remembered reading that it was 200,000. All told. Yeah. And I think it was the Vanity Fair article that I read. Is that maybe just what they could pin them for? Maybe, yeah, maybe that's what they pled guilty to. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, they said that they suspect that this is happening. Yes. All over. And there's just guys not going and reporting that this is happening to them.
0: Right. Yeah, I saw that too. Which Like makes, a good little victim. I feel like that's probably it. Because the other thing that surprises me at the end... Is that they're not going away to prison for a long time? I mean, obviously, Destiny took uh, the plea deal. Samantha, um, what was she? She just was on probation. Some of the other girls then just had to report to jail for the weekends and that sort of thing. Uh, I saw, but it's not like they went away. They were still. They have this bad record now, but they were not. They were not locked up, which was surprising to me given what they did, but it seems like they only had so much that they could actually pin on them. The rest was like speculation. Right. Yeah.
1: You know, I have to say that I really enjoyed what they were doing.
0: Okay, so you enjoyed it in what way? Like in the movie sense or in the reality of what they were doing?
1: No, I also kind of enjoyed it in the reality as well. Okay. You know these dudes that are coming into the strip club with this money are fuck faces. Plain and simple, they are not good human beings. And so I think it's funny that this is happening to them. Now, the girls doing it are not probably good human beings either. So...
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of the strip club dude, especially like these kind of Wall Street dudes. I mean, it's a little different when you get like the rock and roll um, strip club guys, like certainly my uh, friends in in the band, or like the hip hop, some of the hip hop, uh, like rap guys going to the strip clubs there's something kind of fun i mean maybe it's because they're artists and they're all kind of like in on this it's more it feels more like a party but when it's the wall street business dude bros going in it's more of like uh i'm like exerting some sort of authority and ownership whereas it feels more like a camaraderie and like everybody's in on the fun when it's like the musicians going and i yeah i don't I just, I'm not a fan of like the strip club guys outside of the musicians for some reason. There's something about musicians that think about a lot. Like there's just like the camaraderie, the fun of it all in the artistry. But um so I don't know if I'm just naively giving them a pass. But yeah, I fucking hate these guys. However, there are things like uh feeding guys a mixture of MDMA and ketamine. I'm surprised that nobody... Died as a result of this, especially with the different ages. When you're mixing these kind of chemicals with alcohol and giving it to to these guys, you do not know what's going to happen. And if they do die, you are now uh, up for manslaughter. That's kind of terrifying. And I get that they're shitty guys, but again, I don't know about putting them at risk to, to die of cardiac arrest or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think that that was probably dramatized on the movie the whole I mean, they definitely drugged these guys, but I mean, how much were they really putting in their drinks? Probably an amount that's not much over what they would take recreationally themselves. I mean, when you think about people that do Molly, they go to these festivals and they're doing MDMA. I mean, they're doing it around the clock.
0: Yeah, and I'm not too familiar with and like I've never taken Liar the MDMA. No, no. That one never have never had like an interest in it which and that one's like really destructive to the brain so it's kind of one to stay away from but yeah i mean i I guess they maybe not the mdma that would put you at so much risk but the ketamine is the one that would kind of like mixing that with alcohol kind of freaky because
1: well yeah because one person could do it and their body can handle the mixture and another person's body can't and then you're fucked
0: Yeah. And like one of these first dudes that they do it on and they're showing it. Yeah. in the movie where he's like really passed out and they're having trouble waking him up like that is a extremely dangerous situation. Like not a not not really funny. I mean, and then the one that really drives me nuts is the guy who jumped off the roof. I mean, there's no way that this happened. Jumped off the roof and landed face first on the pavement. Um, Please. What kind of bullshit is this uh, movie? What are you doing? That did not happen. He could have walked and fallen that way, and then if he does jump off the roof and land face first on the pavement um, outside of the pool, you don't pick him up and carry into the car because now he was originally just a paraplegic. Now he's for sure a quadriplegic. Good work, ladies, and also like yeah. I don't really want to trust the uh, the stripper, the strippers to determine what is a safe dose of ketamine for me in my drink yeah no, no no that's yeah.
1: <laughs> this is this is classic the stripper determines what amount of drugs is the right dosage and the bartender resuscitates a person <laughs> who's incapacitated
0: on the beach True although even as you say that, I think well, if there was gonna be someone who would know what the safe dose of ketamine is, it might actually be the stripper that <laughs> might actually be a naive statement on my part she they might actually be the best <laughs> they have a they have a lot of experience with it
1: they work on it
0: yeah. They were in the lab, and they were testing it on themselves. That is a scene that I kind of enjoyed um, when they're in, again, going back to J-Lo's multi-million dollar Manhattan high-rise condo. And then they test a little bit on their tongue, and then it just cuts to them passed out. I like that shot. That was good.
1: Yeah, that was cute. I'll tell you what, I would love to live in that house that she had.
0: Kitchen was beautiful. Are you talking about now Destiny's house? Because Destiny has a fucking house outside of new york in this movie
1: any of these motherfuckers wherever they're living i'd love to live there
0: did look it up so it appears that samantha lived in bayside new york and not being too familiar with new york i looked that up so that is a fairly um wealthy affluent uh, uh, yeah it's an expensive real estate um area in new york but when i was looking it up i'm like that didn't appear to be where this high-rise view was uh, coming out of. Like, I mean, it almost felt like they filmed it in J Lo's actual condo, which again I don't think she's able to afford either on the uh, stripper uh, income or this side hustle that they develop later apartments are like running like 2400 over there you know so like that's reasonable but again like this condo that she lives in that's like you buy i would think there's no way that that condo is again in new york city in a high rise and it looks like it's manhattan and it's got to be like two and a half million yeah no less it's got a sub-zero refrigerator in it it's got all modern appliances you know i don't know all the accoutrements Yeah, that a stripper needs to have.
1: I thought it would have been cute if she had a stripper pole in the house. And then you can come from from upstairs to downstairs (laughs) like a fireman.
0: Speaking of the stripper pole, Jennifer Lopez is looking fucking unbelievable in this movie. She is
1: ridiculous.
0: When she came out uh, making her entrance... I just typed in my notes, like, I'm going to have a very difficult time typing notes during this movie because I'm just sitting there. Like, my mouth is agape. I have a big, stupid smile on my face. My wife is getting a little irritated. She's like, because she keeps looking over to me. She's like, are you just going to sit there and smile at this whole movie? Because even prior to that, we're just in the back room with the strippers. We we got Cardi B who is a little cartoonish looking. I don't think this movie is too flattering to her appearance. She looks better elsewhere. But fucking Jennifer Lopez, man. Oh, my God. She's like 50 years old.
1: I know. It's so crazy. 52 kids, maybe more. I don't know. I only know about her having kids with Mark Anthony. But maybe she's had more sense.
0: You know, you're not... Maintaining this level of a figure without surgery, but oh, you think she's had plastic surgery? Oh, she for sure has. It's just a question of how much. Like, um, usually it's my wife who chimes in, educates me on like all the plastic surgery that this person has had just by looking at them. She can tell. And now I was like, okay, so her her breasts. There's no way those are real. And my wife was actually kind of like, uh, maybe, maybe not. Which is actually shocking because my wife would be the first one to say oh come on like they've had work done here they've had their face they've done their butt they've done their their breasts but like my wife was kind of like i don't know i mean definitely some because you don't you don't have that that stomach certainly after you know two kids you have to have something done but anyway it's not to like just dissect her like that because she's just fucking almost flawless she is so remarkable in this movie And I think her performance is like the best thing about this movie. There are things that I really didn't care for in this movie. But I think that Jennifer Lopez is like doing the best shit in here and trying to make this movie what it should be, which is just indifferent to virtue signaling or, you know, really hammering home an ideology, uh, but just kind of reveling in its trashiness and just showing, showing these women just being, you know, not clear black and white characters, but just gray and and complicated, which I liked about this movie. But this movie also wants to really hammer home a, a message, which I, I don't care for.
1: Is that message, we're going to drug your ass and take all your money?
0: You know, the her end line, this whole country is a strip club. There are just things in here that I think like could have been left to subtext rather than having it spelled out for us. Did you look up what the real people look like? I did not. I, I did not have time. Okay. What do they look like?
1: Um. Well, let's just say that the girl that Jennifer Lopez is portraying is so fucking lucky to have Jennifer Lopez
0: oh. cast as her. Oh, okay.
1: The one that Destiny is portraying is a little closer. Okay. But obviously the, the celebrities are the more attractive group of girls. Yeah. Well... Because, you know, the real girls are, they have that stripper look.
0: Oh, okay. A little bit more like the redhead in here that they get at the end, the coked up redhead, who I love might be one of my other favorite characters after Jennifer Lopez, just because she's so bonkers and really plays it plays it well. So she has a, a, the stripper look, or they give her the stripper look, at least for the camera, which is nice.
1: Yeah, it's just it's a look to listen. I know we have a lot of strippers listening out there. I shouldn't have said something like that. It's nothing against strippers. It's just to say that, the, that the the look is a little bit rougher.
0: Yeah, and by the Not way, so polished. Bandcast loves strippers. We we love all of the people from the margins of society. That's kind of what we're about. Like when we, but we are going to give you a little bit of shit, but. If you listen to us long enough, you'll see that we give each other shit and we give ourselves shit all the time as well. But, uh, so don't, you know, don't take it personally. And I, I kind of feel like the thing that I do love about strippers, too, is that they, they have hard skin, you know, because how can you not working in, in a place like that? You know, so, um, yeah, we love strippers.
1: They have calloused hands. <laughs> calloused hands. And loose lips
0: just gonna let you keep going with those
1: (laughs) Laugh in the wind like a pair of elephant ears
0: i am one of the lines that i did not uh care for when i can't remember who said this i think it's samantha um you're just another deal to them and that's all they are to you it's business and it's a more honest transaction than anything they did that day that's like I would just prefer like things that are a little more, it feels like a lot of hand-holding um, throughout this. Also the things where we have to see that characters are, we have to be able to identify and understand their motivations uh, a lot, which I prefer to not have that so like uh, broadcast. I like more of the, the it, as a subtext and then as also like a little bit question. So that we aren't just kind of like handheld and say like, oh, these these are the good people and like these are the bad people. Now, I know that they're trying to do that, even though it is still kind of a gray movie. But then even when the interviewer, Julia Stiles' character, says that I don't have any sympathy for these guys or any criticism of what you did i mean that feels like again a little bit of we're going to hammer it home to make sure that you the audience um understand and feel that way and i think it would have been just a lot cooler if that had all just kind of been left up to us as the audience rather than having it told to us that that's what we should think but again i think that's just movies in 2019 but i think this could have been a lot a a lot better if they just kind of left it up to us and been more adult about it but again i know that most movie viewers don't have that they can't they don't filter things through that lens so much anymore like if this movie had been made in the 70s it would have been left a lot to subtext it would not have been so much handheld holding
1: i think a lot of the dialogue too is not how these women probably spoke to each other
0: the dialogue that really, where I was starting to tune out, because at the beginning, and well, it's hard not to be taken in by the, at the beginning because we're watching There's titties we're, everywhere. We're, we're, yeah, we're, it's uh, again, I was just with this stupid grin on my face. I can't help it. But when they're in, it's actually one of the scenes where I kind of had that stupid grin on my face. I think it was the second one where they're back stage at the club in the dressing room slash locker room and the dialogue is going back and forth and it's just so writerly where it's all quips and and just it's so oh, yeah. sort of like staged and some of it's fun I mean that's this is like Cardi B's best scene which he pulls out the dildo um, vibrator that's like Cardi B at, at her best in, in this movie it was uh, that was that was fun but it's still again like you felt the hand of a writer in there
1: yeah like every single stripper is really witty
0: yeah you know they don't want to go as gritty as you know this movie could or or should it reminds me of uh, another movie that came out so uh, forgot to mention that this movie came out in September of 2019 and another movie that came out at the, around the same time uh, is Jojo Rabbit. Did you hear about this? Yeah. So I was really hyped for this after seeing a trailer for it. Uh, it's the one that is a black comedy set at the end of World War II in Nazi Germany. And with a little boy and it's, uh has... Uh, Various little boys who are part of the uh, Hitler Youth, and the one boy has his imaginary friend as Hitler, and there's so many good scenes in it. But it's like it's the the fact that it's so controversial is like ridiculous when you watch this movie because it becomes like an after school special. So it feels like it's written by two different people. One knows what it is and should be, which is like this black comedy. It's got some hilarious scenes. But then it is weighted down with like this driving home, this message. It's like an after school special and it's trite. And it could have been so much better if it just own what it wants to be and then just go with it and leave it up to the audience to either be mature enough to understand what it's doing uh, or not. And like this one, so I kind of feel like sort of the same sort of um, trip ups between these two movies. Like there's a lot of potential. Like, there's more potential in this one. This one looks a lot cooler. Kind of filmed a lot cooler. I love that shot with um, uh, Destiny and J-Lo, Samantha, when they're smoking on the roof and she wraps her in the fur coat. I mean, that's just an awesome cinematic uh, scene right there. It's just cool. It's great. I do hope they're not real furs.
1: Oh, they're definitely real furs. Do
0: you think so? Do you think J-Lo is, like, cool with that? Or even the movie makers? Like, no one, like real furs? I know that there was a big thing at the end of the 80s and early 90s, but it's still a big thing, I think. I think people have gotten away from real furs, right? Am I wrong? Fuck no.
1: People are still wearing real furs. Oh,
0: God. When um they're having that what is it, I guess, a Christmas meal in JLo's multi-million dollar condo? Yeah,
1: she's got this great condo, and she's an amazing cook, too.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't think it's catered, huh? Well, she probably has, like, uh, again, living next door. She probably has the same cook as uh, Tom Brady and Giselle, who live next door, apparently. Again, on her stripper salary. She's
1: got the line cook from the strip club. <laughs>
0: Coming in her house, catering
1: the Christmas dinner.
0: Is that is that what he's it is? he's serving chicken wings? Yeah, it's again. Yeah, he just brings the chicken wings. It's one recipe. Yeah. Oh, who eats at a strip club? I thought you were going to
1: say who eats chicken wings, and I was going to say, motherfucker, I eat them once a
0: week. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I understand that. Uh, even being a vegetarian, I understand the. The love of chicken wings, come on. But who is eating them at a strip club or anything? Who's ordering, who goes to a strip club, sits at a table and wants to order food? I don't get it.
1: They are eating worse than the food at the strip clubs.
0: There was a strip club over by my university of uh, back in Chicago, University of Illinois at Chicago. For
1: somebody who doesn't go to the strip clubs, you seem to know where they all are.
0: <laughs> you just, Yeah, they, they, they're the first things that pop up when you start typing in anything into Google Maps on my phone. Yeah, it just starts pulling up lists of strip clubs. Like Autofill. You have
1: three separate apps that <laughs> tell you about all the strip clubs in your area. Well,
0: you got to know where the deals are. They they uh, They send you push notifications.
1: But I think you're like the kind of guy that you wouldn't just go like you want to read the reviews first. (laughs) You want to see what the guys are saying about the girls that are working at the strip club.
0: I want to know about the girls. I want to know how many scars, like what, what the afternoon crowd is like versus the evening. Yeah, you got to. Who's got the saddest backstory? The weak gazelle. So they're having that Christmas dinner in the high rise. And um, she gives a gift of another fur coat to, oh, it's to Destiny. Chinchilla. Yeah, chinchilla. And then she tells uh, Destiny's grandmother that she's her spirit animal, at which point I said, well, I'm glad it's not the dozen or so chinchillas who got the electrocuted up the ass to make that fucking coat. Are you, like, that's what they do to these poor animals. It's, it's, it's terrible, it's horrible.
1: Yeah, but it's really soft, and it's very
0: stylish. And it looks pretty hot when it's on a stripper smoking a cigarette on the roof. I, there's no denying that.
1: With her tits hanging out.
0: Yeah.
1: Those chinchillas
0: had a good life while it lasted. And they should be honored to be gracing Jennifer Lopez's skin. Yeah. I mean, I might take an electrocution up the ass to do, to do it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's worse ways to spend your afterlife, I think.
1: Well, you could probably take like a, just a little bit of a buzz. Whatever they're giving the chinchillas might not be enough to kill you, but enough for you to just kind of feel what it's like to get an electrical shock up the
0: Booty. Oh, man, and it's going to be dangerous if it turns out I like it. <laughs> all, of sudden, all of a sudden, you know, my wife's going to be like, what's this extension cord doing in the bed? <laughs> Let me explain to you, sweetie. See, <laughs> so Listen, we're going to try
1: something, <laughs> something different.
0: You turn this thing on, right? Wait here. to be
1: open-minded.
0: <laughs> now, I know usually you're on all fours, but for tonight...
1: <laughs> see, I've only been able to do it to myself from underneath, and I just want to see what it's like... If I'm positioned on all fours.
0: And then afterwards, it's like, well, I'm spent, honey. I'm sorry. I just don't have enough for you tonight. Here, do you want me to try to put it up yours? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, shortly after that, I ended up having to find a $2,400 a month apartment. It was sadly, it was still over here in Canoga Park because that is still the rent over here in Canoga Park for apartments. New construction, apparently.
1: Don't talk to me about rent. 2400 in San Francisco gets you like a uh, 450
0: square foot studio. In the Tenderloin.
1: With a kitchenette. We got a microwave though. Make some cup of noodles.
0: It's kind of all you need. It's better than a hot plate. There are places in San Francisco where it's like $1,800 a month for dormitory style living. Where you share a kitchen in a bathroom. And it's still like $1,800 fucking dollars a month. It's crazy hustling these guys now when they they have the new hustle going. And there's a scene where they're they're kind of in the corner of this really nice bar and they have flanked him to either side, these gorgeous women, and then they're just going to pull a spoon of Coke out and he's going to sniff it right there facing all the tables.
1: If somebody, you're with a group, you're by yourself, and now there's three people that you don't know and they're just shoving cocaine in your face, I'm not snorting that line.
0: Oh, no. Well... If you're a guy who's amenable to that from the word go, and then there are these three or four, I can't remember how many at the time, uh, gorgeous women flanking you and fawning over you and you're buying drinks, there's not going to be the second thought. I mean, I know it's different for women because you don't know like right what it is, but for a, a guy, a guy should also be thinking that way, but we don't. We are just total stooges in the presence of all these beautiful women. It's just the way it goes.
1: Well, and I remember when Cardi B admitted that when she was a stripper, she had drugged dudes and robbed her, but there was no really uh, backlash from anybody about what she had done.
0: Because I, I didn't care. I saw that. And I was just like, yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's a little yeah. bit... It, it makes it, Cardi B like a little bit more interesting. She's it, a badass. Yeah. I didn't know what this movie was about, what the hustle was. I thought it was like a different kind of heist. Uh, almost, I was thinking like more like The Ocean's what? Uh, 10 or 9 or whatever the one that they just recently did. Like that kind of a heist movie. I didn't realize it was this. Which when I... Kind of was discovering that that's what this was. I was like, whoa, this is this is like a, a really cool uh, movie. But again, I just wish it hadn't pulled punches or that it had just been willing to sort of revel in its trashiness and not go for any sort of uh, moral position or any sort of virtue signaling or any sort of, I just wish it had just been more ambiguous and just left it up to us.
1: Well, so the the woman that Jennifer Lopez is portraying, she refused to participate in the making of the movie. Sure. She didn't like the number that they were trying to negotiate her into the deal with. (laughs) Okay. So she said she actually quoted, she has Hermes bags that cost more than what they were trying to pay her for her participation. Okay. So what was stated was that she and Destiny were not friends like that. That they were just co-workers and the director of the movie, I guess, kind of pulled on things that she read in the article and then she assumed, I guess she felt like she was reading between the lines of the article that there was a true friendship between these two women Uh that both of them said did not exist. Basically what they say about this movie is that it is destiny's telling, which is how the movie is set up as well, but that this is destiny's account of what happened. And Samantha contends that that is, this is not what happened and that she's waiting. She's writing her own book and having her own film deal. But I'm like, bitch, Jennifer Lopez played you. This was the one to be a part of. Nobody's going to go see your shit. We don't actually care what the truth is.
0: Yeah, I I it's not to to me anyway uh, whether or not this, you know, hues to the the truth of this story. Like so that's interesting. So they weren't actually as good friends.
1: They weren't actually good friends and she said that that they just both realized that they worked well together.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And she said also of the Christmas party that she did have a Christmas thing at her house one year. And I guess a bunch of people came and she said she did not give her a chinchilla fur. She gave her Christian Louboutins, but that she herself did have a chinchilla.
0: The first time that we jump, you know, ahead in time to 2014 or whatever, and we have oh, Destiny is being interviewed now at a later date by this reporter, Julia Stiles. A little jarring, but I was like, okay, I can. I think I can still dig this. And then we go back in, in time. So we kind of frame it that way. Toward the end, it got really under my skin, where all of a sudden when they're talking, they're going to beep out that one guy's last name. That was infuriating to me. Like, you can't, like, this movie has been chugging along now Uh, with this uh, certain storytelling. And now you're going to start to introduce these stylistic flourishes with beeping out this guy's name and then her getting upset, turning off... The recorder and then all of a sudden the sound drops out but only until julia styles is out of the door i'm like what the fuck? you haven't framed this well enough for us to understand really what you're trying to do or what this is all to mean about the movie that you're telling it just feels like so added in to kind of be stylish but without any real basis for it and it was i found it absolutely infuriating
1: well yeah me too because i was on a bus from Dublin to Galway, and I thought the internet was cutting out, <laughs> and I kept pulling the, rewinding it back, like, why am I losing sound? I'm unplugging my headphones, I'm plugging them back in.
0: Yeah. Oh, I can totally why, see why that. Why can I not hear them? Okay, now that you say that, I kind of like it. It's almost like Andy, <laughs> was... Andy Kaufman having the, uh, the, the television feed start uh, doing that skipping thing so people get up and whack their television. <laughs>
1: I'm like, you know, getting I'm like this piece of shit with the iPad. Like, why is it not working? Yeah. What is the fucking problem with this thing? <laughs> is this is this is a crucial part right now. What are they saying?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it is like at a high dramatic point, right?
1: Yeah, and they're like, none of your business. That's what they're saying. nosy bitch.
0: I I felt like the first part, the first half or so, maybe the first quarter was, was more fun being in the strip club and kind of discovering these characters. There's a lot more strippers around. There's Cardi B. There's like more, more kind of color there than um, after it kind of settles into our lead characters. Although that then, as I say that though, it's every time we're with Jennifer Lopez, I'm like, man, Jennifer Lopez is fucking awesome in this movie. I wish Again, I wish it just could have been harder. Because it seemed like Jennifer Lopez wanted to just play this very hard character and not... She wanted
1: to be Jenny from the block on this one. And she's a good actress.
0: She is in this movie.
1: It's She's a believable actress. She comes with it like I buy it.
0: Oh, yeah. But this movie, um, this was an interesting movie. I and mean, this is our first foray into anything contemporary I mean apart from Lords of and Lords of Dogtown man I ugh. I just hope that moving
1: forward with this podcast we can do more movies that are closer to things that we enjoy Instead of constantly punishing ourselves. I don't know why we're doing this to ourselves.
0: <laughs> it's called it's called Bandcast movie trash. We gotta do what we can do is we compare the bad with the good. And this movie is definitely good, right? Er it's capably made. It's a strongly made movie, right? Even if, you know, I keep pointing out some of the problems, but I mean like I mean, there are some cool like over the shoulder shots, uh tracking shots of Destiny, you know, at the very beginning, walking out of the dressing room slash locker room at the the club and then out into the club. And you kind of didn't know, like I was unclear not knowing much of anything about this, I thought maybe she was like a uh, a backup dancer for like a performer uh, of some kind. And then you follow her out and like, oh no, we're in a strip club. I thought, you know, I don't know if that's my naivete, but um, that was cool. Like there's some other over the shoulder shots. Like when she goes to drop off her kid at school, um, that was a pretty cool over the shoulder tracking shot. Although I wasn't sure what the fucking point of that was, but they, they're points in this movie where you're just kind of like we're throwing a lot of things in here but it isn't not totally clear like why
1: yeah like can you take off the bloody fucking shirt before you're running around everywhere do you mind just doing that real quick
0: i thought that was gonna be a thing but it seems to be just people are just gonna look like crazily at it but you're walking around with an awful lot of blood that should be not just gawking but concerning People. people should
1: there, someone in that group that you've gone you've come into contact with in that group lies someone that would have been like why do you have blood all over you
0: yes walking into an elementary school a school yeah, yeah. did you overall like this movie did you overall uh, dislike this movie make sure maybe maybe i should preface that by saying like we should get into our uh, whether or not we recommend it
1: yeah i thought this was a good movie I don't think I was so much bothered by the trying to bring the morality into it. Yeah, but I definitely, I was engaged while I watched it. And I think also that you don't, I didn't know anything about the story. So before watching it, when I'm watching the movie, I did not see it going where it went. So it's definitely, um, there's no predictability to it.
0: It was good. It's cool because it does revel in a lot of sex and drugs and drinking and that's cool
1: and that's cool (laughs) yeah
0: absolutely and i guess it would have to be in this day and age directed by a woman but i also appreciated the fact that this movie does not shy away from what is essentially like the male gaze it's relishing the female form and not shying away from it it's very hard to say Like, it's not nice to just see a lot of beautiful women on screen and not be totally captivated by it without it being uh, at the same time demeaning as the guys in the shitty strip club attendees are. Like, you know, you can be a guy and look and appreciate a beautiful woman and all of this without it also being paired with oh but there's somehow that's all they are no the objectification is kind of separate and apart from then the the other aspects that that just make up a person right so if i was to say like recommend or not recommend i guess i came away from the movie saying like oh not recommend but i think actually there's enough in here that yeah it's it's a recommend it's interesting and i think but it's not a great movie it's not a great movie but it is
1: it's for the most part fact-based there are little things here and there like how she said oh i didn't give her chinchilla i gave her louboutins oh i didn't actually do this or that the meat of the movie is true this shit actually happened and still happens, and I think that's what's cool about it because not a lot of people were aware that strippers were drugging and robbing dudes.
0: When it's just encapsulated like that, strippers drugging and robbing dudes, it makes me like this movie so much more because that's such a cool. It's so crazy and so oh trashy, which I love. I love it's in the title of our show, trash, right? It's the trashiness that is great.
1: I don't think I ever like took into account, like, but I think it happens more commonly than people know. And dudes are not going and reporting it because exactly what are they going to say?
0: Yeah, you don't want to just have to then disclose that to your wife or significant other or whatever.
1: Well, even they showed these dudes going to the uh, police station to report it and the cops are just kind of like, all right, fuck off, buddy.
0: Yeah, that too. There's bigger crimes that we have to tackle, and maybe yeah. maybe this is a lesson. So yeah, that's absolutely true. A Lesson. What to were you. you wearing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, nice! Like the tables are turned, right?
1: Sometimes the victims they deserve it, and this is a case of where that is true.
0: I don't know if they. They don't deserve the drugging, but running up their tab, if they're so afraid of getting caught being in a strip club, yeah.
1: Got to break a few eggs to make an omelette, T-Base. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> you describe it as strippers drugging these guys and taking their money, uh, taking them for all this money. I love that it sounds so trashy. And then saying that and then realizing like I think the other issue that I have with this movie is that it's too glossy. It has too much of this pristine glossiness. It doesn't get down in the trash. Like all these places that they're going, even if they are uh, you know, these high-end places, they can't couldn't always be that. Or I'm sure that they they often were. But there's something, and again, I think it kind of comes down to JLo's condo and then Destiny's and (laughs) j-lo multi-million dollar house in like that she lives across the street like the house that she lives in the way they should it okay it looks it's one story whatever it's across the street from like a three-story brick and uh, this is outside of New York. Like, what are we talking about here? Uh, apparently, Rosie did drive an Escalade, so that makes sense. I love it when they're uh, uh, t- <laughs> j-lo leans out the window. We got singles here, <laughs> which is great. I love paying for shit with singles. Another note they forgot to bring up because when I was a waiter, I remember that. Yeah, going into places and paying for shit with a lot of singles, which is. Just part of being in that area of the service industry, but I think that's that was cool. And then J Lo, when they're buying, she's buying that purse. Another great fucking scene in this movie. But I think, like, yeah, there's just like there's a gloss in, in the 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 way everything looks. Yeah,
1: I'll tell you one of the glosses for sure mm-hmm. is that these chicks when they're not working, the way they're getting dressed up for their shifts to be go, go be strippers. When they're sitting around the house and they have them where they're just in these like cute outfits and the makeup's done and all that get the fuck out of here they are like night and day i guarantee it they're sitting around that house they're looking like shit on a stick maybe lounging in the bathroom like i am right now
0: yeah but it'd be like noon yeah it's like a little too Hollywood. So it, it, I guess like for a big Hollywood production that was uh, really played for the the masses, the fact that it, at least it played with this kind of level of trashiness is cool. So it is kind of interesting. I guess I would give it like a mild recommend. Oh, uh, before we go, uh, I know that uh, Jared was not able to join us today. He, he's come down with the coronavirus. So we're going to cross our fingers. But he did call in to tell us what he thought this movie was all about. Jared, what was it all about? I, I thought it was about anal the whole time. Well, typical typical Jared.
1: He's like a poet, that guy.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, man. If the coronavirus takes him down, I'm going to miss him. I'll be indifferent about it. I mean, I'll get over it. I've already moved on. Uh, so that'll do it for hustlers uh it's well wait a minute wait a minute sorry sorry
1: who's your eiffel tower oh wait does it wait (laughs) we always have to reference an eiffel tower in an episode oh i guess you could do it with two women right
0: well no especially now that you're getting into these rods in your hole this is uh, this is easy it is 100 percent jennifer lopez and kiki palmer there you go okay beautiful I was
1: wondering if you were going to go for the cooked out redhead.
0: No, not my type.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if when you're doing an Eiffel Tower, they have to be your type. <laughs> oh, that's true. We're thinking outside the box here.
0: Do I want to degrade Jennifer Lopez in that way? You know, she's like, yeah, I should probably insert the redhead in there.
1: That'll keep her like Jenny from the box.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Nothing humbles you like being involved in a threesome <laughs> with a coked-out redhead.
0: It, it does, it does. No bring matter it.
1: what the gender is, just the fact that there's a coked-out redhead while there's sex happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that could also be Ron Howard, and that will that will scar you. That'll take you down a peg. Sunny coming
1: out tomorrow
0: after that. So, all right. Well, I think we've talked Hustlers. We've reviewed Hustlers. This was a nice foray, yes, into a contemporary movie. And next week, <laughs> we'll be going right back. To the bottom of the well, when we review Showgirls. Or not, I'm sorry, not next week, but uh, the week after. You guys know the schedule.
1: Stop bullshitting. You know what's going on.
0: Showgirls. Looking forward to that. I've never seen it. I've heard a lot about it. It's a cult classic. We'll have lots to talk about. And uh, Jared will be back. Unless he's dead. Whether it's in spirit or what. Uh, oh, also... Uh, a very unfortunate reference to Kobe and Shaq in this movie. Um, we're recording this uh, the Saturday after that very unfortunate helicopter crash. I'll probably cut this out. I don't know why I want to bring this up. Let's go. <laughs> why should we go out? On, <laughs> well, why should we go out on a high note? It's not. It well, fit.
1: I think what uh, the, with the way the timing worked out is that we are recording this episode on Saturday night. February first, and tomorrow J Lo is performing. Oh,
0: that's right! The
1: halftime show at the Super Bowl. That's right, she's performing at that. Oh, okay. So get a little taste of her again tomorrow. Oh, J Lo has a restraining order on you now.
0: <laughs> she might. She yeah. She she did have to take one down, <laughs> along <with> Phoebe case. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much. We'll be back with Showgirls. <laughs>